I'm Mike Gillis. And I'm Casey Doran. And this is Radio vs. the Martians. So I have a fairly recent weird YouTube obsession, and oh. I don't know how you guys are going to react to it. It's not as bad as I'm building it up to be right now, <laughs> I promise. Does it require you to sign in to view these videos? No, no. It's nothing like that. Watch, watch people die. Not, I'm not, not getting bad. anything in the mail in an unmarked brown bag. I am not getting charged to my credit card with vague statements to protect my privacy. There's nothing quite like that. Though literally anything could be that for somebody, you know. True, so, true, true, true. What um, is your weird obsession, Mike? Well, I don't know how you guys are going to take this, but I have been watching the YouTube videos of a Polish cleaning company doing lengthy, deep cleans of really filthy rugs. <laughs> yes, the carpet cleaners! And you see the, 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 is it steam cleaning or is it the like squeegeeing the water across like a really beautiful 50-year-old um, oriental carpet? It's the latter. It yes, is the I latter. love those too. You've been watching those too? Okay. Oh, thank God I'm not alone. <laughs> yes. So I think I, I started to watch one, Mike, and I was about eight or nine minutes in, and I'm like, how much longer does this have? Oh, so you don't see You're the like, beauty oh of it. Oh, my God. These things, are, uh. these things are exercises in relaxation. That's what they really are. You have to sort of take some time aside and just give yourself to the rug cleaning. <laughs> and so how it works is this, this guy in, in Poland, I don't know how we found this out, but I think that there's a certain ASMR value to these these rug videos um i don't know how familiar you guys are with the concept of asmr i am familiar with what people report as the concept and i'm familiar with the product that people make for asmr aficionados mm -hmm. i don't seem to experience asmr experiences through video or sound I much prefer one of those like head scratchers, you know, okay. <laughs> the little is wiry it, spider things. Is it things? supposed to be like you get like a shiver, like a uh, sort it, of thing? You is don't, that what you don't is? get that that feeling. I just I no, just want no, to sort I of don't. lay out who does and doesn't. No, feel. I don't. I I don't get it through audio or through video mm -hmm. or the combination therein. I'll get that like that sense of well being and just general like like physical pleasure, not in a sexual way mm -hmm. and a sense of well-being and calmness through those little um, spidery head scratcher wire things that, you know, go from the top to the bottom, like to the nape of your neck and like behind your ears. And that I think equates to what people that have the uh, auditory experience will, will describe as their experience. I'm like, yeah, I get that, but that through physical touch. I think I get I'm, the piss shivers. That's the, my closest. Yes, I don't know, but that sounds really unpleasant. That sounds like <laughs> no. you're detoxing. It's the it's the opposite. It's so you have that same thing, and then but you you get it's like a whole, 
it's like a whole nerve your ner- nervous system response where it's the same thing where you you feel relaxed and you get that it kind of feels like when you're a kid and you're in the cold lake for so long and your whole body goes a little bit and then afterwards you're like oh that's relaxing okay that's just it it's just it's clearly a pure physiological of like i'm relaxed oh that's great that's the when it was described i was like that's what it feels like to me okay so I I have gotten I do and I am susceptible to ASMR triggers. I didn't know until about four or five years ago when people put a name to it that other people didn't. I just assumed it's it like was, catnip, right? It is. It I don't know how to explain it. It's like it's like a mix between sort of self hypnosis and the feeling you get when somebody washes your hair. When you get a haircut. <laughs> That's the, the little head scratcher thing. Yeah, the head scratcher is actually a very apt comparison. Because a lot of people will have that positive experience. So I, as far as I know, I and I'm going from memory, I think it's something like, this is the terminology. People are still looking into this. You know, there's no hard data on this yet. But I think people are interested enough to be gathering it at this point. But I believe ASMR stands for auditory sensory meridian response i think but the general thing is i didn't know what the name was it was kind of like the term karen when people talked about sort of a certain kind of angry entitled middle-aged white lady as a customer as a becky i'm familiar with that kind of phenomenon but i mean it was a sort of thing where i'd worked in retail for a long time and when i heard karen it just clicked and i go i know exactly what they're talking about and i had that same response when somebody talked about asmr i'm like oh there's a name for that I didn't I didn't know what it was. And from my experience, it's sort of like it's a pleasurable, but again, not sexual. It's a feeling you get that feels like a tingling in the top of your head and the back of your scalp to a response with auditory and visual stimulation. I can't intentionally trigger it, but I know certain things that can trigger it like walking in snow where there's a crunchy layer of ice on the top and it's very (laughs) cutting (laughs) construction paper with scissors very slowly. A lot of scrubby sounds. Like if you have like a bristly push brush and you're using it to scrub suds into like pavement, those kind of sounds. And this is a weird one. And I promise again, not sexual, (laughs) Men with deep Eastern European voices calmly explaining things <laughs> will sometimes trigger that physical tingling in me. Okay. And one scene that will do it very reliably are the scenes in early James Bond movies where Blofeld, who at this point in the series, you don't see his face on screen. You just see um, his torso sitting in a chair as he's slowly petting a cat and explaining <laughs> his plan for world domination. Uh. Just petting this cat and in a vague Eastern European accent talking about how he's going to kill James Bond very calmly. And there's something about that that is weirdly pleasurable. This mm. is really intriguing and it makes me wonder if it's related to like very early imprinting of like maybe sounds that a fetus will perceive in the womb when it starts having the ability to have that kind of auditory perception. Um, Maybe I just didn't have acute auditory perception as a fetus. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's, you got to feel like maybe this is the feeling that a cat feels when When it gets puffy. Oh no, when they're purring. Oh, like 
they that that the sensation that causes them to emote with purring is like that i'm being my whole body is being flushed with this sort of nervous system response where i want to i'm calm and i'm at peace and right now everything is all right and i'm trying to tell you that that i'm safe and comfortable right here that's kind of the way that i well, i would think about it's it a, mike do you slow blink when this happens um, <laughs> I, like I, a kitty cat i i do not slow blink um but i think i kind of keep my face in sort of a vague slow blink permanent and that's all like i make a little a, slack jaw kind of thing yeah going on. your body just relaxes and it's it's what i hear hypnosis is like it's weird i'm describing a, a thing that i've experienced by trying to reference a thing that i haven't experienced hoping that you've experienced it so we're all touching the elephant at this point. right <laughs> um but the i don't know i've never been hypnotized becky have you been hypnotized i have not experienced it, like intentional hypnosis of the either you're getting sleepy or in a therapeutic sense or anything. I've not entered into any of that knowingly. I, I mean, I've had a, a therapist try to induce to see if they could find old memories of a traumatic nature that I don't want to get into right now, but it didn't work on me. Not not everyone can be hypnotized. So I, d- I mean, one, it's like you don't know if those memories just don't exist to be drawn out or if I just don't respond to hypnosis. So... It's kind of a way that I would describe the second COVID shot the day after feeling what I imagine kryptonite feels like. <laughs> ASMR to me feels like what I imagine hypnosis might feel like, plus a scalp massage. <laughs> and, um, and carpet cleaning does it? Carpet cleaning has a lot of ASMR triggers in it, to the point that I think the people who do these videos are very self-aware that people are getting an ASMR charge because there's a hashtag ASMR in their video. So it's it's a second stream of income to a cleaning company, first of all. But really, the way these videos work, and I should probably give them a bit of a push because I like their channel, and I don't know what any of this means because it's in Polish, but it's Lebuski Centrum Sistoki. Um... And essentially, oh, this... by the way, the the in Polish, I know this. The feeling that you're feeling, the Polish word for it, would be spokoi. Spokoi. Okay. Spo- spokoi. Are you making that up? No, it's the word for calm and peace. So, I don't oh. know if you can you can here? translate that. No, I, know... I don't. I don't know Polish. Lubiski centrum. Sistoci, stist, sh- I, I just... apologize to any Polish viewers. I just know spokoi because I watch a lot of Polish movies. But spokoi is peace, peace or calm. It's the same thing. If you were to say someone to calm yourself, or if you were to be in peace. So these spokoi. Vid- these videos are about forty-five minutes, sometimes to an hour, depending on the size of the rug. And there's almost no speech in it. The guy at the beginning with his delightful accent explains. He was like, "Welcome to the video. I hope you enjoy." And that's it. And any backstory on this rug is going to be in the description of the video. Like, this is a rug that was kept in a barn for 25 years. Or this is a rug that's got fungus in it. Or this is a rug that somebody laid on while they were fixing a car, so it soaked up all this motor oil. So there's sometimes a little backstory that you can read into. It's like The Lord of the Rings, where you don't have to read the appendices. (laughs) I knew we were going to get there with you. (laughs) It's always The Lord of the Rings. But um, you get a lot more if you read the appendices, but you don't necessarily need it. You can just... Enjoy a dirty rug getting cleaned. <laughs> they, they are like 40 minutes to an hour long, which is why I tend to put them on like 1.5 or 2.0 speed, mm-hmm. which is my favorite aspect of YouTube ever. And you can just kind of be like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's really fun. I just like the the discovery 
of the clean rug underneath and how the colors are now lighter or different or have more contrast or, you know, oh, that that looked like it was a taupe olive, but really it's blue. And it's like beautiful underneath it. You can sort of rediscover that something beautiful is salvageable. I, I think also that's fascinating is they choose to just run these com- these videos completely unedited which in another case it would be like amateurish right it would be mm-hmm. like oh we're, we're not sort of maximizing people's attention but it's clearly intentional on their part they could have a five minute highlight video where they've got like wipes where you're showing different stuff and then you've got the side by side and it's done in four minutes 55 seconds that mm-hmm. would be the video that's targeted to becky right yeah. right but they clearly know people are wanting to watch this video because they want to see the whole process yeah all the way through the, and that's that's laudable the, you know? the only edits that i ever see because most of it is done at sort of i guess you could say god cam you're watching a camera that's on a high ceiling and it's got this this kind of it's kind of floor that you can scrub and, and hose and do all sorts of stuff. And there's clearly some, some long trough drain that's right off camera that they can brush all the water into. And um, occasionally the edit that you do see, and it's not very often, is a ground shot to the side where you can, in slow motion, see them do scrubbing or see them do the squeegee. By the way, the squeegee aspect is the most popular part of the video (laughs) uh, by far. And you can just look at the comments. People enjoy watching the rug get squeegeed so much that people will frequently put timestamps for all the moments where the rug is squeegeed. Is that because that's where most of the dirt is pushed out? So you can see the, the real, like ground in disgusting you see, gray like this stuff rippling brown yeah. water you yeah. know so there are different tools that you get to see the first one is there's a variety of hoses there's also a high pressure washer there's a thing that looks kind of like a floor waxer it's a it's a large mechanical machine i think it's also got a water pump in it but it does this circular scrub brush and he, t- he sort of methodically works across the rug left to right and then back again there's also um the squeegee on a pole. There's a scrubby push broom, which is my favorite one. <laughs> and then you use the hose. So you go through this process where he uses one tool after another. He uses usually the hose first, then uh, this watering can that has some kind of soap slash disinfectant in it, probably something that kills mold. And then he lets it sit for a little bit, and then he comes back out with a scrubby brush. Then he does the high-pressure washer, and then he finishes off with the squeegee. And the squeegee, by this point, there's this thick kind of brownish lather that's built up on the top of the rug. And the squeegee pushes all of the water and all the stuff off the rug, and it kind of creates the impression like when you watch a cartoon character shave. (laughs) <laughs> where you're pushing it sure. but it's pushing it in these very flat lines the same way it would work if you use a pressure washer and at the end you just see these just fountain of brown disgusting water come out and then you're like okay there's no way there's more brown water in it and he starts the process again and then there's more brown water in it and he does it again and there's and it's amazing and you just watch this rug slowly become beautiful over the course of like an hour and it is endlessly fascinating. It's also a video I found that my cat enjoys. Zira <laughs> loves watching people use tools. What is the indication that your cat is experiencing enjoyment from a video? She will walk up to... I've, I've got like a, a big screen TV that I'm playing on over with my Xbox. And she will jump onto the small table that my Xbox is on and just watch it enraptured. 
and she'll her head will move side to side watching the machines work. She likes watching people work. A contractor came and replaced the carpets once. Azira loved the contractor. <laughs> was not afraid. He was using drills and loud tools and sanders and all sorts of shit. Um, and she'd just sit in there and just watch him work. And I just did frequently go, um, is she bothering you? And he's like, oh, no, no, she's fine. And she would just sit on his toolbox and watch him work. And she was fine. Um, also, a neighbor had their roof replaced recently, and she was just sitting by the window watching all of these people move tools and the rugs around. She just loves that shit. So if we believed in reincarnation, this would have been a former contractor <laughs> who has now come back as a cat. Carpenter. Yeah, yeah. Zara was a contractor. So, yeah, um, yeah, she just loves watching it, and I just she will just calmly watch it. Things are moving across the screen. Other movie that Zira liked a lot, uh, Star Trek The Motion Picture, uh, especially the <laughs> the overture at the beginning with the Starfield slowly moving towards you. She was just super happy about that. Also, a lot of things moving slowly through space in that movie. But she, <laughs> yeah. I think she'd probably yes, like... Yes, there are a lot of things moving slowly through space in that movie. <laughs> but yes. I love Star Trek The Motion Picture. But... Um, the the rug cleaning I think touches a lot of those same buttons. I don't I'm not gonna say that Zira is getting an ASMR response, <laughs> but I think it certainly is keeping her brain active and yeah. she likes watching things happen. She likes watching people move furniture, she likes that sort of stuff. So I can share this strange, relaxing videos with my cat. <laughs> and um the the response I sort of get is I just kind of like there's a sense of anticipation over it where all of it is relaxing. There's this kind of new age nail salon music that plays over all these videos and you just kind of have the calm anticipation of what the next tool is going to be because he'll just walk off camera and he'll come back with something and you're like oh he brought the brush he doesn't always bring the brush but when he brings a brush, it's kind of exciting because I'm like, oh, I love this sound. So I have a bit of an analog to this. And this is clearly a YouTube genre because uh, for some reason um, I clicked on and watched and now I get recommended um, tool restoration. So, yeah. so it'd be like, oh, there is this, you know, there's this wrench that's from 1915 and then you is get, that the, the the guy in France? I think. Yeah, or he's this like Belgian, Switzerland, or something. Yeah, um, someone who has clearly like this insane workshop of all of the right tools that you need to fix wood and metal and it's taking the yeah. rust off is like right. really awesome. Watching the rust oh. come off and then you know before even that happens, just taking the whole thing apart into right. its com you know components. And then and fabricating new pieces. Mm -hmm. So this is the there's oh watching things on lathes right is great <laughs> lathes that that's a I think that's just a thing just a human thing is people have a very not not just like doing a job well and a before and after but the idea of this thing is like disgusting and old and it looks like it's worthless and garbage and for you to kind of just like remove the sheen of of you know entropy off of the top of it and then what's underneath is beautiful you know there's a video i watched a while ago which was fascinating to me it's very short but it was just somebody had a pikachu stuffed animal that had clearly been left in a basement for who knows how long and it was filthy it was disgusting and they used a rug shampooer on it <laughs> i was i was gonna ask if you had graduated from the carpet squeegee brush videos to the 
uh, rug shampooer and rug steamers. Um, there's ones that are about uh, cleaning airline seats with the, oh with, the with the rug shampooers, right? So you go in and you see like what these don't need to be cleaned, and then you see the the seat change color completely. <laughs> like the gradient of of blue is completely different. You thought it was navy, it's actually turquoise. Some of these are insane. I've seen some where people are cleaning off bus station seats, these like plastic seats that you'd see in an elementary school, but they're cleaning them with fire. What? what? Like it's burning the top level of whatever off and there's this, br- it's like this dull red and there's this bright red underneath. And it's like, it's like they're using this torch that looks like they would use to like, I don't know, there's... You know, Mike, when I clean with fire, the house burns down and I get arrested for arson. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> I don't, but it was just, there's something about watching something get renewed yeah. and going, oh my God, it's beautiful. Like pressure washer videos have yeah, the same course. kind of, of feeling that you're watching something get, like dirt getting painted away. Like you're using the wave of almost a magic wand to make this old thing become new. Like there was a video of somebody cleaning a boat that had been left outside for a long time and watching this thing that had probably not been pretty since the early nineties. And you could see the paint thing on it was very nineties, radical dude sort of style (laughs) stuff on this boat that somebody had watching it get restored. Um, now, do you think that there's a difference between watching something old become new again and watching something become something different? So, like, I really mm-hmm. like the things where you see someone, um, you know, doing a, a painting a landscape, right? And it starts out with just, like, blobs of acrylic on a canvas or um, um, icing a cake in really expert fashion or even going back to when I was super, super little, watching Mr. Rogers and going into the television set and seeing orange crayons be created, be yeah. made. I mean, do you remember like the the big wax, you know, pools, it's liquid wax, it gets, you know, put into the little crayon things, it gets extruded, it gets wrapped. So is it is there a difference between watching something get made and watching an old thing get restored? I think they're different feelings, but I think they touch a very similar nerve. Where watching the creation of something be built with precision, like just a video where you're watching this series of mechanical presses make a chain, is sometimes very satisfying. It's so satisfying. Or, or also, um, is it Urasawa who had the Monben show? Yes. Is it Urasawa? Uh, so I don't remember his. Yeah, first name. Uh, Naoki Urasawa, yeah. my all-time favorite manga creator. Um, are you, you you have heard of Monben at all, Becky? I have not. So. On Ben was this show that Urasawa, Naoki Urasawa would do where he would go to the studios of different manga artists and set up a series of powerful high definition cameras in their studio pointing at different parts of their, their drawing process and then film them for a week drawing their manga. And then he would go back and sit with the artist and go over the footage and talk about the decisions they're making when they draw, the process they have for creating things, how you start to draw one thing, but sometimes in the art, something else will come out and you're going to follow that. And it's an artist talking to another artist about how they create. And sometimes they have a very different process from the artist. And it's this calm sort of experience because both of them are talking like they're 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 doing commentary on a golf tournament, <laughs> and you're just reading their dialogue um, in subtitles because they're speaking Japanese, and 
it is fascinating because well, they had well, and they're so and because of the enthusiasm too. Yeah. I mean, it's both they're the people who are doing it are the things that this is what they both love to do. They both approach the same uh, work in a totally different manner, and they surprise one another all of the time. The artist and uh, whoever the artist is and Ur- 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 Urasawa. Urasawa. He had yeah. uh, Kengo Hanagawa on there once. Um, or Kengo Hanazawa, uh, who was an artist who did a series called I Am a Hero, which is kind of a crazy zombie story. And he did a completely different art style than than Urasawa did. And a lot of it was, I just kind of work in the, the thing. I don't always know what I'm going to be drawing when I draw it. It just kind of comes out. And Urasawa was like, oh my God, I can't imagine doing that. Where you don't have at least a vague idea of what you're going to do. And he was like, yeah, sometimes I end up creating something I didn't expect. And it was like really exciting. And you just watch him draw and you see him making decisions going, that's not quite what I had in mind. I'm going to go with that. And it sort of shapes out in a way that you don't always know. It's kind of the Bob Ross of it all, where sometimes when you're watching Bob Ross, was it Happy Mistakes? where he starts to do something. And this is the experience I have every time Bob Ross paints something is that he's painting a landscape. And then he says, I'm going to add a tree or I'm going to paint a cabin. And he just puts this mark on there. And I go, God, no, you're ruining it. What are you doing? <laughs> and then he starts working on it. And you're like, oh, no, 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 never mind. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. And Bob Ross, again, he's probably the king of, of ASMR triggers because he does things like beat the brush against the the palette thing. He will use the scraper thing to make little trees. He'll use the brush, brush, brush sort of stuff. It's just, there is something just very relaxing about that because it's like, Hey, it's all cool. It's all cool. I'm just going to paint some trees. Oh, put a little lake in there. <laughs> yeah. And I think Mike's doing a little ASMR right I'm there. just saying that we, we also, <laughs> we live in a world that is pretty consistently on fire and things like this are probably more valuable than ever. I imagine that the introduction of a lot of Bob Ross stuff on Netflix, there's like a best of Bob Ross that's on Netflix right now. Uh, it's probably got a lot of hits, especially when the pandemic hit. I mean, people are really stressed out and there's something that just kind of feels like a, an emotional release where you're just kind of like, no the stakes aren't super high and things are going to work out and I'm going to, I'm going to watch this rug get clean. Oh, oh wow. That's way cleaner than I, and it's always, the rug always looks way better than you think it's ever going to look when you get to the end of it. Um, and there's another one I'm going to say, there's another level of these satisfying oh, videos. Oh no. And I, we're still not at sexual yet. Um, <laughs> yet? I pro- yet? Oh no. There, no, there is no yet, but I'm just saying I'm, I'm not close to that inner circle of hell. Um, I don't know. You know, I'm not going to kink shame. You do you. Um, but there is a, a a guy, an audiologist in in England, who does earwax removal videos. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I was going to say when you were talking about like hashtag ASMR on on uh, the rug cleaning is that you'll see lots of repetitive process. Mm-hmm. videos on YouTube that just have hashtag ASMR, like the blackhead removals or yeah. the earwax cleaning. You know, the, the, is it, is it the, with the fire or is it like pulling with tools? Oh, I, I've never seen the fire one. This is with tools. There's like a teeny little camera that goes into the ear canal 
And then it's kind of like golf after a while where you start to know <laughs> the name of his tools. Oh, like you got to use the Jobson horn and the Zollner tube or the smaller Zollner tube or the crocodile forceps, which don't always work. But when they do work, it's spectacular. So you've crocodile clearly done a, more watching of the this earwax could, These could be totally fictional. <laughs> I don't know. They could be. Well, but, this is how Dr. Pimple Popper actually got her show on on TLC. It's because she started out on YouTube as a dermatologist who was doing major extractions and people were really fascinated by this. And that gets at the like pri- like primitive as in like the primate base of, you know, of of mutual grooming, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. self-grooming and mutual grooming. Yeah. Um and probably even earlier than just primates, right? Because we see this in in cats and in other animals, you know, of 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 mutual grooming and um so is there an aspect of that 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 is like the cleanliness or ordering aspect of it like when you're cleaning a a a rug or when you're putting something from a vat of wax into like orderly crayons is there something about that that sort of gets at it i think there's a release of pressure the idea that there's something wrong and i watch it be made right um is part of it i watch something that was dirty become clean Another thing I really enjoy doing myself is cleaning the lint filter on my dryer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's something about watching, especially if I can get it all off of there in one piece, that is very satisfying. That's like peeling an entire clementine in one piece, right? Yeah. (laughs) If you can do that, it's like, it's almost the reason you do it. It's the same thing when you get a new piece of electronics. My favorite thing is not setting it up. It's peeling that thin cellophane sticky layer of plastic off of new electronics. And when I was working for Barnes and Noble years ago, I would frequently work at the Nook station because they were selling their, their big e-reader at that time. And, um, I would set up people's nooks for them. And my favorite part about doing that is I got to peel the plastic off of all of them. You didn't let the customer peel their own plastic off? Hell no. <laughs> they wanted me to set it up for them. I'm going to set it up, but I'm going to get something for me. And <laughs> You know, I will say about laundry, a lot of people who know me, uh, you know, a little bit more than just casually will kind of chuckle that laundry is my favorite chore. If you've ever lived with me or stayed with me or I've ever been at your house for more than about 36 hours, I will be drawn to doing, oh, there's a pile of laundry that's unfolded. Oh, Becky's around. It will be folded. It's kind of the laundry elf thing. I used to do it in their dorm at school. Um, <laughs> because there is elf. something, you know, really, like, if someone left their stuff in the dryer to just dry and then sit, I'm like, no, it's going to wrinkle. You have to open it and dry. It's, you know, like, it's, so. It's satisfying. There is something yeah. to me about laundry that's very, very, very calming. Um, and uh, I did, like, at some point in my adolescence, learn from my mom that, when I was a baby and I would have a hard time falling asleep or I was just cranky or something like that, you know, how sometimes parents will put the baby in the car and sort of drive mm-hmm. around because you have this sort of rocking motion and this continuous sound. I don't know. Casey, you have offspring. Yes, I don't yes. know if that's a thing you did. They, they, everyone and their mother has a white noise machine now because, yeah. That's so, the thing. so my white noise machine apparently when I was an infant was being put in my car seat strapped in and just sat on top of the dryer as it was going because you get this like you know diy (laughs) you know vibrating rocking swing or rocking bassinet and you have this like very comforting smell everything's warm it's a little bit humid and um 
because as a teen, as a late teenager, my family would laugh at me that I would like do laundry and trade chore duty of, no, you, you unload the dishwasher. I don't want to unload the dishwasher. I'll do all of your laundry. Yeah. Dishwasher's not as fun. The dryer is way more fun. Um, I don't know about you guys, but uh, when it comes to the ones that I would choose to do, and maybe this is just like my living in rural Oregon thing is... The one I like to do the best is washing the dishes by hand. Nope, nope, um, nope, no way, no how. I, Ew, gross. I, I hate will it. use the I'll use the washing machine and I'll put. But there'll be a point in time where it'll be like, okay, well, there's some dishes you just don't put in the washing machine. Some stuff you've got to scrub. It has to be by hand. And now that we're now that our household is trying to conserve everything, if, if that we can, um, just having the tap running the whole time is a waste of water because you can just fill a sink with soapy water, wash it, and then dry and then rinse while you can. And I like having like the perfect order of, you know, you want to put while it's still hot and relatively clean, you want to have like the 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 dishes like the glasses and the plates and the forks and then as it gets progressively dirtier you can get the stuff that you can do most of the getting off by the rinsing like the pots and what have you because you don't want to start with the pot that's full of grease that gets everything else greasy i love getting everything in the perfect order and then putting on the drying rack in the perfect order i cannot relate to this in any way whatsoever i hate dishes it was my chore when i was growing up so maybe i just learned like the the value of being like this believe, will be mine. I'll own it. I believe that's called Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> but the, the uh, no, we love our dishes, overlords. But um, I don't know. I I think for me, a big this is also an ASMR trigger. It doesn't always work, but it frequently is at least satisfying. Is um, usually about once a month. I will treat myself to the most expensive thing at like the Brown Bear Car Wash, and go through that and watch all the multicolored things scrub my car all the brushes sweep all over it hear the spray of water on glass that i'm on the other side of oh i was so freaked out by that when i was a kid i I still get a sense of anxiety going through it like it's an anticipation and the anxiety that is like very very far below the threshold of actually being anxious but there's this it's not a comforting thing for me. It's an anticipatory thing, which always has a little bit of suspense to it. I don't know. I, for th- for me, the scary... Was scary anti- there was uh, like the, the spinning things were scary to me. I love it. I love it. Um, the scary anticipation for me, though, Becky, though, is uh, when you go to a place to get an oil change and service some stuff and some fluids, uh, they have you drive your car into the, the place where they're going to do the work and you've got to steer your car so, so right, and there's this giant rectangular hole <laughs> that they're all inside of. And you have this fear that you're going to drive your, your wheel into that hole and fuck up the bottom of your car, and you won't be able to get it out again. And over the last couple of years, every time I've gone to get my oil changed at a place like that, they now get you out of your car and they drive it in there. And oh, my first whoa. thought was, holy shit, it happened. <laughs> Somebody fucking drove into the thing. And a part of me is a little excited every time I would drive. I'm like, I know it's probably going to be okay, but there's that slight chance I could fuck up my car. And I feel like you're rolling the dice on it. And it's only a little bit exciting, you know? Maybe that's just me. <laughs> it wasn't me. We, we've moved clearly moved away from this. I mean, I own an electric car, so I never need to do this again. But I can remember the um, the anxiety of going to the smog testing thing. Oh. The smog, because uh, I, I don't even know if they... I think it's the case now where most cars that are new 
are below a threshold of emissions. So they don't, do they, do you guys do smog testing at all? In Not your cars? anymore in our state. Yeah. Um, I haven't done it in a long time, but it, the way they kind of set that up when you did do it felt a bit like a video game. Because you have to keep your gas, yeah. and you've got to use the button to keep that little arrow in the threshold, you know, and it kind of feels like I'm doing something. No, but I, but I, having like just cheapo, third, probably third hand, fourth hand used cars, I it was always the anxiety of like, my car is going to be fucking filthy, and then I'm going to have to pay two thousand dollars to get this thing tuned up or something. Oh no, we've Every, been there and get too. A fail, 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 fail. And you think the person there's judging your car? Exactly. As opposed to just not giving a shit because <laughs> yeah. you're one of three hundred cars that came through there that day. Y'all got to get your emissions tested in Fife or Lakewood because there was no shame whatsoever, and they give you the. So here's how you contact the, uh, the the Department of Licensing so that you can delay for a year. And so you would spend that year trying to like trade in your car and offload that. <laughs> 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 that failed emissions. Not mine, not mine. I don't know. I was always good at tests in school. So when it came to tests that were outside of school of things you couldn't control, like how shitty did the person who owned the car before you treat it? I was always like, I don't have any control over this. What am I going to do? It wasn't me. <laughs> Radio versus the Martians is hosted by Mike Gillis and Casey Doran. This podcast is recorded in beautiful Valverde in Seattle, Washington. Our chief engineer is Casey Dorn, and our editor is Mike Gillis. Our original theme music is written and performed by James Wetzel. Special thanks to Sam Mulvey, Rob Kelly, James Wetzel, Paul Rue, Tobias Panshin, Scott Kramer, Kyle Hepworth, and Todd Maxfield Matsumoto. Please take the time to rate and review our show on iTunes and Stitcher, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And if you'd like to support the show financially, please consider becoming one of our Patreon subscribers. Even just a dollar a month gives you access to exclusive episodes. And you can always find us online at RadioVersusTheMartians.com. Hello my friends, today I will show you another interesting video. Let's get started. Lubuskie Centrum Czystości